and welcome to the third episode of Tractor Girls Talk, the Ipswich Town Women's Podcast, brought to you by me, Katie Sandals, uh, the Ipswich Town Women's uh, columnist for the East Anglian Daily Times and Ipswich Star, and uh, my very good colleague, Ross Halls. Uh, how are you doing, Ross? Oh, the sun is shining, the Euros has been kicked off, and uh, yeah, what, what, what can't you love? So, yeah, can't wait for it. It's a big week for football, uh, but we're going to be focusing on a legend of the women's game uh, with this week's podcast. Um, Ross, you had a fantastic chat with Amanda Crump, uh, Ipswich uh, Town Women Captain of many years. Uh, she's hanging up her boots for the final time. Uh, she had a lot to say, uh, a fantastic interview between the two of you. Yes, yeah, a great chat with Amanda. I know she doesn't like to be in the limelight. Um, <laughs> she's sort of trying to make her make sure her retirement's a bit low key. But it was just great to chat to Amanda to talk about her journey in football from you know her very early beginnings of playing football, you know, with her brother, and then going on to then joining actually firstly at Colchester Centre Excellence and then Ipswich Centre Excellence, and then going on to of course make over two hundred appearances, being captain, leading out the team against Man City. Um, <laughs> moment so a fantastic chat and a big thanks to Amanda for chatting to us. Yeah, I was gonna say we couldn't let her really go without making too much of a fan of her she's such a legend of the Ipswich Town uh, sort of women you know if, if there was a Hall of Fame I'd put Amanda right at the top of it she's done so much for the club um, and, and she's got some uh, really interesting sort of stories about how the game's changed how the club's changed I mean, you know, we're, we're talking about a game that when she started, you know, women were still playing in men's shirts and, you know, it wasn't really considered in the high, the higher regard that it is these days. So, um, yeah, there's plenty of that to come. Uh, Ross, yeah, take it away. Well, Amanda, thank you very much for joining me on Track the Girls Talk. Um, first of all, how you've been doing, um, you know, still in these weird, wonderful times of the pandemic. Um, but, of course, you've had a baby, you've got two you know, beautiful daughters now. Um, how has that been during those times? Yeah, it's been really good. Um, it's been different this time round with the the second baby, but um, because obviously she was born, literally we went straight into a lockdown, so she hadn't really met anyone until sort of when we could come out a bit more. Um, so yeah, it's been a bit strange for her, but trying to make the most of it. I've not done as much with her as I I would have liked, like I did with my first one, but. It's still been still been nice, but back to work soon. <laughs> yes, uh, definitely. And um, it's a pleasure to have you on. Of course, um, the news broke recently. You know, you're going to retire from football. Um, yeah. We're going to start from the, the very beginning, though, first, before we get on to your decision to, to retire. Um, so let's start from the early days. Um, how did you sort of first start playing football? Um, who had sort of inspired you? Who You know, how did you get first get into it? Well, um first got into it when I used to play football and my brother was sort of in the garden he used to play for a team and I used to go and watch him and um sort of enjoyed watching him really um but um yeah just sort of got into it from there really and then joined a, just a little training session on Saturday morning when I was quite young um until I could join a team like that there was a, a proper age group for um and yeah just sort of from there really but my brother doesn't play football anymore. He, he was a golfer in the end, but um, yeah, he inspired me to start with. <laughs> Can you um, remember your earliest memories of playing football or, you know, playing your first, you know, football match? I know back then, women's football isn't as big as it is right now, but of course, 
a lot of the girls now they still play with, with boys playing in boys teams yeah. but can you remember your first sort of boys team yeah, or no, team you played for I actually played um, at Colchester United soccer kids, and um, it was it was where the Colchester Stadium used to used to be before the was built yeah. at Lair Road, yeah. yeah. And I remember playing a boys match for the first time, and literally one of the boys came up to me and was like, "Girls can't play football." And um, so I got the ball off him, and I scored, and I stuck my tongue out, and it went far. So yeah, that's one of my very earliest memories of the first starting really. Is there any players that you liked back then? You know, is there a team that you supported back then? Of course, yeah. you're, you know, lo you're local, but, you know, it doesn't always mean you're going to support Ipswich Town. No, I'm, I'm a, a massive Liverpool fan, actually. Yeah. And um, it's that sort of came about when I was younger. And my, my dad said to me and my brother, right, you've got to pick a team. Both of you, you will buy you a shirt, but you're not allowed to chop and change. Like, whatever you pick, this is what you're having. And you you stick with them through thick and thin. And um my brother picked Arsenal and I was absolutely gutted because I didn't want to pick the same. So I picked Liverpool and he said, right, I'm going to go and get you, a, we'll go and get you a shirt. Who's your favourite player? And I said, McManaman. <laughs> and um, so I had McManaman from one, one sleeve to the other. <laughs> and he was like, do you not want Rush or someone? Like, <laughs> but so, yeah, that's quite funny because obviously I've got pictures with that big name across the back of my shirt. So, yeah, he was, he was my favourite player. <laughs> Definitely. Um, we're going to go into, you know, your joining, of course, town next. Um, of course, back then it was centre excellence um, and probably it was harder to sort of get into teams back then. Um, I'm, so, I'm sorry, I'm sort of, I'm not, I'm not saying you're old. I keep saying back then, I'm sorry. Um, but, you know, can you remember much from when you joined, first joined town? You know, I'm sure, did you join with any other friends or anything like that? Um, we joined back when the first, well, the, the centre of excellence first started and um, I I originally was at Colchester United Centre of Excellence because that started before. Um, and when, obviously, I heard the, the Ipswich trauma starting, um, you know, went for trials. The same with sort of Lindsay um, and a few sort of other players um, around my age group. And, yeah, got into there. And, and that's from when it first started, really. And that was quite nice because we, you know, played a lot against sort of Arsenal, Norwich, Colchester, Tottenham. It was, you know, we went all over the show, and it, it was, it was good. And then sort of followed that through right until um, under sixteens, and obviously then had to push on to the, the seniors. And and back then the the ladies had a reserve side, so sort of started in there, and then made my debut at um, in the first team, sort of sixteen, seventeen. So yeah. Were you um were you always a midfielder? You know, different positions. Of course, you play everywhere. I'm sure you did. You play chancing goal at some point. <laughs> I, I certainly wasn't a goalie. I'm too small. Um, yeah. But uh, no, I, I I had a spell on the wing, and I think it was trying sort of at first trying to find me a, a find a good position for me. I liked playing striker um, for a time, and then I liked playing because I liked scoring goals. Then yeah, so someone put me in that stuck me in that centre mid for a few games, and that's sort of where I stuck really. And yeah, and I enjoyed it there. And uh, going on to, you know, you mentioned your debut. Um, can you remember much from it? Um, I'm testing your knowledge here. Can you remember the team? No, no. <laughs> I can't remember much about it at all, to be honest. And it was, I, I remember we used to play at Bent Lane, um, you know, at the training ground and we had a pitch there and and there's a, the, the clubhouse there was still there. Um, yeah, and that was, I don't really remember much about it, to be honest. 
um, the players were quite a lot older at the time. Um, there was only myself and sort of Lindsay and um, that you would obviously know. Um, and yeah, I don't really remember much about about my senior day because I don't think much was sort of publicised back then. Like you say, I'm making myself sound old now, but yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm going to stop saying that. But uh, of course, you know, you're saying, you know, at a time you're 16 and of course in the last few years about a lot of 16-year-olds, you know, break through. Um, so I'm sure that's been great for you to see. But of course, back then there wasn't as much coverage, as you said, you know, photography, you know, games getting filmed. It was nothing really, probably only parents and, you know, just friends and family are watching the games. But yeah. I'm sure that's been great for you to, to see that, you know, progress. The women's game as a whole has been progressing. Um, yeah. But is anything back then that you, you felt was lacking? Well, like, well, like you just said, really, the, the yeah. media coverage wasn't there at all. Sort of when I first started at 16, um, there was no social media. Well, I think there was, but it was probably really old school, like MySpace Bebo. or something, or Bebo. Um, and obviously, you know, sport wasn't really spoken about and that sort of thing, and MSN Messenger and all that. Yeah. But um, there was a few sort of paper clippings, I guess, and but nothing really. We weren't massively involved with um, sort of like the men's section as well. Yeah. It was, it, it's, and it's been nice to see that develop over the years of, of having that link um you know to the to the men's team and obviously the the social media coverage now obviously the coverage you, you can't knock it because back then um the best place to be was america if you wanted to try and make it in women's football but i believe that sort of flipped now to if you if you want to make it now as a looking as a young female footballer then here is the place to be which is really nice I was gonna. I was gonna say that. Did you get? Was there not ever opportunity for you to go to America? Because you know, as you said, back two thousand six, seven time, that is the place to go to America to, to get an opportunity to play professional football, or at least have a scholarship for four years, or whatever it is. And did you ever have a chance to? Yeah, there was a, there was the option there because um, I went to West Suffolk College. Um, you know, after doing my college studies um, to progress to university, which you know you could have looked at the the possibility of going to America um but for it just wasn't for me because I like being at home I'm a home girl and um yeah like I say it's not for everyone it was a it was a difficult decision because you know like I say it's a bit, that's the, that's the place to be if you wanted to get the best out of the football but um for me I just wanted to to stay home and continue as I was and sort of get get um do some studies at university and and carry on from there and obviously looking back now I wouldn't be where I am now if that had been different if I'd chose a different path um so yeah I just believe that's 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 the path that I was meant to take definitely and of course the game has grown so much and you know you've had to basically football has been a hobby for you and you know yourself to be keeping fit uh what were you doing during those times you're playing football training um of course it's not as intense as it is now i'm sure you know with joe and everything it's been tuesday thursday friday whenever it is um and you know a lot of games a lot of traveling but um what were you doing during the times then yeah. i mean, I mean it's, it was equivalent back then because we we trained twice a week for eight till ten i think it was at portland road <laughs> or wherever um, and yeah, it was a late one. <laughs> um, and that was Tuesday, Thursday. And there was once upon a time we were in the league above, like we're now progressing to. And the travelling was, you know, went, remember going down to Merthyr Tidville for the weekend and, um, you know, down to Chichester and all different places. So in that respect, it hasn't 
it hadn't massively changed for me so my commitment was always the same um but yeah sort of in between that I was studying at college studying at as when I first started at Ipswich I played for West Suffolk College on a Wednesday trained with Ipswich Town Tuesday Thursday trained every day I wasn't playing a match with West Suffolk College and have a game at the weekend um so could argue it was far too much but it at the time all of us were enjoying it and Lindsay was in the same position as me really um but so yeah in between that then after that I was sort of working from then on university studies and yeah <laughs> busy <laughs> it's, it's it's crazy how how all of you girls and just in general you know footballers how they find a the time to train and play games and of course you took a break I know you took a break in your mid-20s and then you returned um and then became club captain under Ralph good old Ralph mm. Pruden yeah. uh, the gaffer and uh how, how what was that you know getting the captain's armband I'm sure that was a big achievement for your career yeah I think that was one of the biggest achievements in my career because I'm I always worry what people think of me um i I worry about people's opinions and just for someone to have that belief in me um, that I could could lead the team out and I never saw myself as that and I never expected myself to be to be that so for me it was a massive honour um, and something I'll look at, look back on sort of forever really and cherish the moments and leading that team in week out week in week out um, and how proud I am and I still will be proud of the team, even though I've retired. Like I'll still watch with massive interest every week, and I'm really excited for you know what what is to come for Ipswich Town and the direction that they're going. Having seen it as sort of stagnated for so long, so yeah, that's that huge honour for me. I just want to quickly talk about you know playing at Portman Roads. I know you scored a hat trick once upon a time in the County Cup. I think like a twelve minute hat trick. I think I did my research right. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, the County Cup is you know it's been a competition that we've dominated for the last seven eight years, whatever it is. But what was it like playing at Portman Road and leading out a team? Yeah, I mean, I think that, like you say, uh, originally the competition sort of was a Suffolk and Norfolk Cup, um, and it was. Um, no, sort of be careful what I say it was a really competitive cup because we used to meet Norwich every basically in the final um, and then obviously they cut it back to the Suffolk Cup um, and you know the the finals were at various places and it was nice to play at you know different grounds and everything but when the pro, you know the prospect of um, the final coming to Portman Road it was a massive game changer for I think everyone in the competition um, and playing there for the first time was just incredible really um and an experience again another one that I will not forget and especially scoring a hat-trick there which I think just went over my head at the time because I was just like in shock <laughs> with um just you know that you're enjoying the moment so much and the adrenaline like you just forget what had happened in the game and it was sort of when the um one of the newspapers came up to me after and was like you've just scored a hat-trick in the county's cup final and I was just like Oh yeah, that's <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Um, yeah. yeah, but yeah, so that was a it's a huge moment. You had your your first baby, um, and then you returned pretty much straight away. I think that was the season I started covering. You know, because um, Amos then became captain, yeah. um, but then you returned at the end of that season. Um, mm -hmm. And did you have in your mind that you were going to return, get to training, and play that final game in your mind um, when you? Yeah, I mean, you know we without going into too much like we me, myself and Danny have always wanted a family and it's something that we've struggled with for quite a long time um Ralph was you know has had many conversations to him about 
you know, the struggles and everything. Um, and when obviously the time came that I did fall pregnant with my first um, daughter, um, I was obviously excited and really ha- happy. But throughout my pregnancy and the same with this one, I really struggled with how your body changes and the fact that you couldn't carry on doing what you were doing previously. And for me, that was a massive like sort of mental game changer for me and not being able to do the intensity and fitness and stuff I was doing and kind of the first time as well I just was out of touch with football and um, not because I didn't want to see anyone but it was my way of kind of dealing with what not being able to do what I wanted to do but equally being uh, very you know like over the moon with being you know being able to have a a child and stuff so that was tough but um so I always knew that you know throughout my pregnancy I want to get back straight away um pretty much as soon as I can um and yeah and I think it was three weeks after giving birth I went back to training um some say would some would say I was insane but um for me I did that's what I needed I needed to that's that was my goal <laughs> and just being at training was um just amazing to be around the girls again and yeah so that was yeah, <laughs> yeah. as you said like I'm sure you would have, if you were going to the games I'm sure you're on the touchline you would have been urging oh, I want to be playing I want to be playing but then you're like go no I've got a baby yeah. you know you know and then it was really said, hard yeah. was, and you know I did it a couple of times and you, you kind of like you say you're out of touch with with it all and because you've not been around and you've not been at training and stuff, but that you know, I could have could have gone along to you know be there, but I was finding it harder the more I was going with not being able to, like you say, I want to be on the pitch, but I can't. Um, but equally, like I say, really happy that we've managed to have a family and stuff. So, and I wouldn't change that for the world. But definitely. But um, of course, you then made your your first full season return, and uh, what a great season it was as a whole for the, for the club, but also for yourself. You know, thirteen goals, finishing thirds. Um, yeah. Of course, Ralph decided to step down. Um, nice. But let's 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 talk about that season for yourself. Um, yeah. Any memories from that season? I'm sure it was great for you to score those goals, and as a team, yeah. I think we'll just we'll. Ralph has built his team. We had, you know, Tash was scoring goals for fun. Yeah. Zoe was on the wing, creating yeah. goals and scoring goals herself. But what a great season that was! Yeah, I, mean, I think that was the start of it all, wasn't it? Really, the yeah. you know, the, the progression and the the vision that everyone had at the club, um, how that had changed, um, and you know, putting that into practice on the pitch. Um, and that season was a, a really good one. Um, like I say for myself, scoring quite a lot of goals um, from midfield, which is, un, you know, I hadn't scored that many before, but that was nice. And I think I got quite a lot of assists that season, um, Ralph would say. Um, but yeah, that was, like I say, that was the first, that was the start of it really. And then obviously Ralph stepped down and and then Joe took on, I think, I believe sort of sooner than what he would have, um, that he anticipated really, but obviously now looking at the direction it was the right time and um 
the vision they've got is is absolutely brilliant and I'm sure they're going to go on to achieve massive things. I just want to I don't I want to take too much more of your time out but I just want to quickly just talk about Ralph. Um of course you know he's your manager for many years. Um was that was that a sad day when you when you when Ralph sort of told the whole squad that he was going to be stepping down. Of course he's still about he still does stuff with with the yeah. club but um, I'm sure that was a, a sad day. Yeah, it was a sad day um but again and he's he had a fa- you know he's got a family as well. Um, and taking up a lot of his time and um, we're along with his full-time job. So I completely understood. Um, but it was a very sad, you know, day for, for everyone, knowing that the sort of progression we were making. Um, and then, yeah, that I think that's sort of a little bit of a downer for a while for the club because, you know, we had a bit of a drop in performances and um, sort of a bit of uncertainty around until Joe came in. So, yeah, but I... It's nice to see him still around. Um, they're still involved with the the setup. Um, and yeah, I think he was the, the start of it all, really. Definitely. And you know, you hit that milestone that the, before course COVID hit. You know, two hundred appearances, probably more than that, but we probably can't find the recorded stats. Um, but I'm sure that was a fantastic achievement for yourself to to be someone who stayed at a club for that long as well. Lindsay, of course, has recently hit 200 as well. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure that was a great milestone to hit. Yeah, a huge milestone to hit. And um, I guess it's one of them ones where, uh, you know, you don't you don't realise that it doesn't feel like that many games. Um, I know I sound really old, but every week in week out football has been there and it's been a big part of my life and something that I've enjoyed and a release away from everything and um but a huge honor to to hit it and um yeah the how long I've been at the club and same with Lindsay um yeah fantastic achievement and done is one that sort of my family are really proud of me for and then we're just going to talk about the FA Cup journey, um, of course. Um, you know, I know it's been talked about so much, but, you know, what an achievement for for, for yourself and, and for all the girls part of the team. Um, you know, Huddersfield, that was an amazing day. You know, a hat-trick from Maddie, 16 years old. I'm yeah. sure she was getting sick and tired of getting interviewed. But um, what can you remember from that game? You know, unbelievable performance. Playing at Huddersfield Stadium, another stadium, the player. Yeah. They were Premier League's side at the time, I think, yeah. possibly. Yeah, I think they were. Um, but, yeah, what's your memories from that game, leading out the girls and seeing Maddie score a hat-trick? Yeah, incredible. I think we we knew it was going to be sort of a tough challenge when we, we got there, obviously, with them being, um, you know, higher ranked in the competition than us. And um, But we always believed that we could do it. Um, and I think it was just, we, you know, we led the team out and it was one of them fast-paced games to start off with. Um, and just for Maddie for Maddie Biggs like I say she's had so many interviews about it but what an achievement a hat trick in the the FA Cup whatever round it was I can't remember so the testament again you know massive achievement for her and um incredible so it was just an incredible feeling winning that game um and you know comfortably um with the you know the we knew what was possibly in line if we'd have won that game that we could have drawn one of the bigger teams and that was a huge incentive for everyone um I just remember everyone in the dressing room before for sort of filled with nerves um probably nothing now that compares to what was <laughs> at the Man City game but yeah that was incredible and you know you mentioned Man City that was the big cup tie we got um ignore the result it was just a great achievement you know playing against like Man City didn't muck about I'm sure when you you know 
gave the team sheets to to Man City and they gave it, you know, theirs. Looking at the names, straight away, Steph Horton, you know, yeah. captain for Lioness as well. Uh, what was your feeling when you saw that team sheet and, you know, meeting Steph? Uh, it was just a surreal moment because I, I think I was called into the to referee's room um, to, you know, to go through the sort of protocol, what was going to happen before the game. And I just walked in there and, and Steph Horton was there and I was just like, sort of a bit starstruck really but he kind of couldn't be because obviously with what was coming out in front of you but a surreal moment being in that dressing room and you know seeing the team sheet with all the sort of big names and not it wasn't for myself I think it's for for all the other girls and you know what they're aspiring to be and how how amazing that must have felt for them um you know like this is wow this is where I want to be in a few years time um so yeah, incredibly proud of sort of everyone in the team that um, that day really. Of course, um, part of this call, I've got a picture of you and Steph, you know, doing the handshakes and stuff. Can you remember what she said or what you said to her as well? <laughs> she she didn't really say much. Um, she was very focused on the game, very yeah. focused. Um, but sort of afterwards, she was she was fine. Um, and had and I think. Um, Kira must have had a couple of conversations with her and they, they prepared for a game like they would have done every other week um, and that was quite nice to know that, that you know they'd watch footage on us and, and stuff so not, it wasn't taken we weren't taken as a Mickey Mouse team we were taken a, you know for real um, so that was quite you know posit- positive to hear so yeah really good It was a crazy week because you know because we, you know, travelled down there, a nice hotel, you know, we had the game, we lost, unfortunately, but then we played Norwich on the Wednesday, so it was straight away, full circle, we've got to play another game. We're beating 10-0, what a great night that was. Uh, and of course, then COVID hit, unfortunately, but um, it's always nice to beat Norwich. I don't know if you were on many losing sides for Ipswich against Norwich, probably not. Uh, no, not not many that I can remember, um, but when it was, it was a, a bit a day. Um, yeah. But yes, I remember that moment. Like, obviously, you know, we lost ten nil to City on the Sunday, but then going smash Norwich to ten nil on the Wednesday was incredible. I was actually, um, I was pregnant. Found out I was pregnant the next day. To be honest, so <laughs> I was playing that game while I was pregnant with my second child. So, um, yeah, a great night though. And again, I think it was a great night for for Eloise. She got she get hat trick on that day yeah. as well. Um, yeah, incredibly proud of all the girls of how sort of the response from the weekend, obviously getting a battering. We could have just buried our heads in the sand and just, you know, gone through the motions. But to, to get back up again and, and get that level of intensity to, to then smash a team, that match was, was incredible. The great um, segue as well about, you know, you having your second baby. Um, of course, COVID hit and, you know, the, the season got non-avoided. Um, apparently, it's not in the history books anymore. But for us, we know it happened. You you yeah. played those games. You travelled to yeah. those different places. Um, and, of course, you know, pre-season then hit again. We, we started the season again. But then, of course, it got stopped. Yeah. Um, but then, of course, you made your, your second return um, yeah. after having a baby. Um, once again, did you straight away know in your mind you were going to play still on there even though you got two yeah. kids to look after I mean it was it, again it was similar to the first really I think again as I changed with the change in body struggled with the change in body shape and you know missing having that um to go to on a Tuesday Thursday and that release and stuff it, although I found it very hectic with obviously one child 
um I still managed it and I enjoyed it but I always knew that I'd want to go back and again I used to go and watch a few games and sort of like oh I want to go back and you know a few fans going when are you going to be back or when's it due like sort of thing um and I found it quite frustrating because obviously Covid hit so the seniors weren't training so you were having to obviously train yourself and I had a massive amount of motivation not only just to get him back into shape for myself but obviously to try and get fit again to get back into the team and so yeah I always sort of knew I wanted to go back I just found it very frustrating that it wasn't as quick as previously even though I had been told I could go back quicker by you know the doctors and everything um but yeah that so it was frustrating and then obviously played against came on a sub against Billericay um but yeah that's unfortunately I'm now calling it time um it's just a, a struggle to to fit everything in now we've got two um you know they're only young ones and I need I need to spend that precious family time together not just with my husband but my two girls and watch them grow and and enjoy what you know watching them grow up and do a hobby that they love I think that's a, that's a great way to end it and you know I know it was a, a disappointing defeat you know last game against Billy Rickett and knocked out the FA Cup but at least we've got the good news that the team are going to get promoted to tier three I'm sure you're going to still you know go to games I'm sure you know you're going to want to bring your daughters to the games I know Danny's a big yeah. supporter as well um, what's the sort of final thing you like to say as part of this interview on on your career as a whole and you know your, your next chapter of um, you know your life? I think I touched on it earlier. Like I'm massively proud of the club and and the the position it's in now. Um, and obviously with the news of the promotion, like I couldn't be any more prouder of everyone involved, even the background staff, the coaches, the players, everyone that has gotten to this position. Um, and you know, I I'm excited to watch their journey from now. Um, gutted that I'm not involved with it. Um, but. I'll always look back on the really good memories and um, how I've sort of seen the good and the bad times through playing at Ipswich Town. Um, and yeah, for me now, obviously, life is going to, life is different because obviously I've got two to look after and both of them don't let me rest. <laughs> um, so it's incredibly tough, but yeah, I'll still still be keeping myself fit and I still probably will come, come and watch a few games on a Sunday and um, pop up and say hello. Um, but yeah, I wish everyone absolutely best of luck um, and huge congratulations on the promotion. Well deserved. One thing I want to add, actually, is um, I want to talk about kit, kits quickly because, you know, I go back and look at, you know, kits when you, you you know, you were playing. And, of course, back then you just hoped I had to hope there were spares here and there. And now, of course, it's got the same sponsor as, as the men, the same kit as the men. Um, yeah. So the transition, how it's grown, like, I'm sure you've, you've gone through old pictures when you first played and gone how baggy they were and, you know, they weren't in the right size and stuff like that. Yeah, it was a bit like that. It was a bit like if it's if it's in the if it's in the kit bag you can have it yeah. <laughs> um but yeah sort of like you know old sponsors and old kits and that you know so there was times when we got the kit and we we're like well why isn't this the same as the men's and it was just like well that'll do yeah. um yeah but now obviously involved with the you know the same as the men's and it's brilliant and i'm i'm so proud that that the team is at that position 
where they've got the backing of the club and um, you know they're treated as an equal and I think that's really nice. Do you um you fancy coming to Cardiff and Plymouth for an away day? <laughs> I've, I've done my fair share of journeys yeah. to Merthyr Tidville, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sure it'll be an enjoyable one for the girls though with an overnight stay so I'm sure they'll enjoy it. Well Amanda it's been a pleasure thank you very much. Thank you. And that was our very own Russells talking to Amanda Crump, Ipswich Town women's captain. Uh, she's retiring, hanging up her boots. Uh, Ross, fantastic interview. She had so much to say, a very personal sort of journey for her as well. Definitely. It was it was, it was fantastic. And it was great, you know, for me, I've been covering the team um, pretty much now for five, six years. And just to hear the different stories, the different games I checked. And I, I felt bad. I always said back then. So I was making her feel old. And she's not <laughs> even that old. She's only 31. So I'm sorry, Amanda, if you listen to this back. Um, but yeah, fantastic um, interview. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what she's got to do. You know, she's going to do in the next chapter of her life. You always make me feel old and you're only a few years younger than me. So, uh, yeah, no, apologies, Amanda. Um, We've got plenty more uh, coming up for you in the next weeks and months leading up to the new season. So stick with us. uh, And thank you so much uh, for for listening to Tractor Girls Talk. We'll be back soon. From true crime to football, Brexit to postal, more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon.